Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chris and Grits. This is not a filler episode, but sadly, uh, Jeff is not in this session, but he will be in the next session, which is something we'll talk about at the end of the episode, because I feel like this is going to be something fun for our listeners and for the holiday season. So uh, with us tonight, uh, starting at the top, we have Ganja. Ganja, how you feeling after this riot? You know, I've been feeling pretty good. I've been getting the product move. Oh, sorry, the riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've been, uh, you know, there was the front lines that we was on and everything. Uh, and it was uh, it was uh, a heck of a good time, as the kids say. Uh, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling great. I'm looking great. Uh, how are you? You doing okay? Uh, this disembodied voice is doing just fine. And next up in the order, we have Byron. Byron, how are you doing? How, how's that riot going for you? Uh, doing pretty well. I feel like the riot went off pretty uh, pretty efficiently. Um, definitely, you know, could have, I think, stirred up the masses a little bit better. Um, but all in all, uh, we did, <clears throat> I think, uh, win a pretty good victory for uh, Elf Equality today. And next up, I know I keep saying riot, but it started as a protest. It became a riot. But Nana, how you doing? How How is this? I'm doing quotation marks here protest how was this protest i mean everyone's playing the pot everyone's having a good time we got all the people that you know i was worried about out of the way um i think i think casualties are going to be minimum if any and uh that's that's the best we could hope for you know positive outcome i think i think change is on the horizon yeah we'll get to those casualties later yeah let's let's not (laughs) <laughs> last but not least jenkins hmm. it fucking hurts mom oh that's right you got shot in the chest that's right i forgot <laughs> hey suck it up it's all in the name of progress so the protest is in it uh your news anchor and katie goodberry have walked off into the sunset sharing cigarettes and you notice just a rattling coming from Bennett's Danny pack. I need someone to roll me a D10. I'll do it. I rolled a two. Okay, so the zipper from uh, Bennett's Danny pack unzips itself, and cartoonishly climbing out of this Danny pack is your good friend Eddie, and he's just got a little bit of glitter on him. It's just, there's a little, it's actually highlighting his features very well. well. Hi, Eddie. What were, you, what were you doing in that fanny pack, Eddie? Oh, this Danny pack is uh, the quickest way from the astral plane to your world or any pocket, really. I, I could climb out of bags of holding. I could climb out of other Danny packs. I could any sort of pocket that's connected to the astral plane. But I came here for two very important reasons, guys. And I just want everyone to roll me a perception check. You got it. I got a 16. Hot 13. 15. Ooh, 22. Okay, so everyone but Gaja notices. Uh, near the churro cart that exploded, there's a body laying there that's been impaled with, like, one of the, uh, just some shrapnel from the churro cart. And it's Ted, one of uh, Little G's helpers, that uh, ran the churro cart for him. And you just oh, hear Ted say, 
I I can't I can't feel my legs. Uh, Ganja's just counting out the uh, the money that they've made for the day. He's like, Yeah, yeah, that's good, kid. That's good. Keep up. It's getting work. really dark. No, no, you're doing Someone great. Someone help me. Is Ganja the closest thing we have to a healer? Ganja is indeed the closest we have. <laughs> you can't even feel your legs. Help me. Everything's going so cold. Away. I am <laughs> I'm in pain. Uh, Nana's gonna go check on Bennett. <laughs> Bennett, <laughs> but, I know he's fine. But, but Ted is bleeding out, and uh, Eddie looks. Attempt a medicine check. <laughs> how, does a, how does a nine do? <laughs> oh, so That's you, not good. <laughs> You try to remove that little bit of shrapnel and a little more blood starts trickling out and you just, uh, you decide maybe that's not the best course of action and maybe you should find a real doctor for Ted or maybe it's all over for Ted. You don't know. You're not a doctor. <laughs> you weren't trained for this. I mean, you are a doctor, but Byron's not a doctor. Byron's not a damn. And um, Eddie looks at you all like, oh, wait, I, I remember the very important reason I was here. Uh, so... I was sent to give you a little information about uh, what happens if you die here, because higher-ups in the astral plane feel like your caseworkers have been doing a terrible job for you. They have not really filled you in on anything. So your bodies belong to this world, but your souls don't. So if you die, it, it gets a little tricky. Here, just let me give you an example. And he just claps his hands and... Uh, you are all currently on death's door now. Oh. Ouch. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> really? Yes. That's rude as shit. <laughs> so, Ganja, what memory what? is floating before your eyes as you are just feeling your life force drain at the moment? Uh, oh, yeah. This is a cool one. Uh, the memory that flashes before Ganja's uh, it is a dark and rainy night. The neon signs are, are glowing and steaming off. Uh, he sees a, uh, a trio of well-suited men uh, placing bets as Ganja is exchanging blows with another guy. Um, as one of them is about to fall off of the roof, as one punch just hits real, real good in the sternum. That's what he sees. Ganja, that memory begins to shift into something else. You are now in a fighting arena down in the pits of some seedy city in this world. You're fighting a dwarf, and it's not going so great. You can't tell if this was a real memory or something else. And we go on to Byron. Byron... Give me a memory that's floating before your eyes in your past life. Um, he's thinking about um, the uh, the first time he, he went on a date with a girl and just kind of like very, very nervously like shuffling cards as his like nervous tick. Um, so, yeah, that's that is his memory. That memory becomes something else, Byron. You're in a coastal city. You're a TA at a local arcane institute, and 
you're on a date with someone you shouldn't be on a date with. It's one of the students from the class, and you're shuffling those cards just nervous about, you know, whether or not they're going to find out. And Mm -hmm. the elven professor that you're working for just, like, kicks a door and is like, what are you doing? (laughs) The fucking police. (laughs) And Nana, what memory from your previous life is... uh, going through your head right now. Uh, which direction would you like me to take this in? Dealer's choice. Uh, I think it's a memory that of something that she regrets never really telling anyone about. Uh, she is standing in the middle of the woods. It's rainy. She's wiping dirt off of her hands. There's a shovel on the ground and a freshly dug grave that she's kicking some pine straw over. Um, and she's looking at her best gal friend who has a fresh black eye. Uh, and she's assuring her that she's never going to have to worry about anything again. Now, for some reason, you feel like this memory is different. You're doing some street justice for a Goliath friend. They were wronged by someone. And now the two of you are sharing the secret in the woods that no one will ever know about. It's for the good of the clan. And it's for the good of your friend. Um, Jenkins, what's floating in your head as we speak? Uh, as far as for Jenkins, it's going to be a uh, kind of a jam, uh, like a little bit of a jumble. Eggs. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Why is there this man child here? He, he, he looks like a boy, but a man... What's going on, Jenkins? <laughs> if I was legitimately cutting into it, it it's all going to cut out and they go, Good! I wish I didn't feel all this pain! You help me first! And then Eddie claps his hands one more time to just put you further into this death's door state. <laughs> All right, uh, so it's gonna be a like kind of like a quick little montage of first of um, fond memories of Jenkins' mother, uh, as far as how how much uh, mom cared for Jenkins and how happy he was to have mom in his life, and then it will kind of cut forward into a memory of Jenkins being older still living with mom and getting into an argument about how he took her credit card to buy some playing cards so that he could show off in a tournament. And that memory just warps into something else. Uh, You're still having memories of your mom, but she's an elf now for some reason. And she's comparing you to your cousin Cypress. That can't be right, can it? Or what? what's this who you were all along, Jenkins? You don't know. I need everyone to make wisdom saving throws for me now. You got it. Love doing wisdom uh, saving throws. Wisdom! I got an 11. <laughs> <clears throat> Somebody um, got a 3. I got a natural one for a 3. I got a dirty 20. Maybe it's because uh, Nana is just sitting there still feeling kind of self-fucking-righteous. <laughs> I got a nine. Uh, Jenkins, Nana, you would think these are your real memories. Like, maybe you weren't from 
world that you came from. Maybe that was all the hallucination. Maybe that's not who you really were, and this is who you are. Uh, Byron, Ganja, you know that this is definitely not who you were before this. And then Eddie claps his hands one more time and brings you out of the state and says, So, uh, the thing is, the bodies you have now, uh, they were people that died in this world maybe a century ago, some somewhere in that time. I, I don't know how long it's been. We needed bodies to house your souls and to uh, do the work you needed to do for us. So once you die here, your soul and your body are going to try to make sense of what's going on. If that makes any sense to you, things get really jumbled and you start to lose who you were before. So wait, if we... so. Wait, are there now less dead bodies in the ground here because we're out of the ground and walking around? Yes. Oh, there's just like empty coffins somewhere? Okay. I wouldn't say coffins. They died in battle. They were probably skeletons at this point, but we reanimated them with your souls. How's that feel? (laughs) So there's a few less bodies in a mass grave somewhere. That's a very Wait, comforting thought. Eh, if we if we die, will you just put us in a different body? I mean, someone could use a reviving spell, but you know that's going to cost something precious. But will you if, will you put us in another body or not? Uh, we won't. We've lived up to what we said we were going to do. So if you die and no one brings you back, uh, your soul's probably going to be broken between the two worlds and just. Continue to crumble until there's nothing left. I mean, none of this is important. Just help me. Someone help me. Yeah, that guy What's too. What's going on here? Oh God, you guys all just—you just, you're just why are you all talking to that guy? Is is that the Grim God, Reaper? Yeah, that's the Grim Reaper. Just be quiet. Go softly into the night. <laughs> and then yeah. Eddie's like alright so I think I came to do everything I needed to do so and he starts climbing back into Bennett's uh, Danny pack and Ted is still on the ground really feel like you didn't um I, it, that, that was oh, it what did I do <laughs> <laughs> I can't really get back here and help me <laughs> help me <laughs> Or help this, I don't know, help this other guy. Um, uh, I don't know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, so, uh, what are you all doing in this moment? <laughs> There's Ted on the ground. The elves are still tying up Town's guard and, you know, escorting them to the local prison. Did we... I think Nana... No, well, sorry, I was going to ask, like, do we... Does anybody have... Any kind of healing, like, that we could use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Uh, and um, I cast Healing Spirit at uh, second level. Uh, and you see a little fairy in the shape of a of a baseball coach. Uh, I believe I called him Coach last time. He comes up. He says, all right, come on, guys. Let's do some healing. Let's get out there. Go Mets. Yeah, go Mets. Uh, and he's going to heal anyone within a five-foot cube 2d6 of healing magic. 
Oh god, am I in this cube? Uh, you can be if you wish. I want to be in this cube. Be... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think Nana's going to pick up Jenkins, who I imagine was writhing dramatically on the <laughs> ground, um, and just kind of like unceremoniously toss him up to the spear. Y'all get healed for uh, eight whole healing magics. And oh, you no. see Ted stand up and like pull the little piece of shrapnel out. So you, did, did any of you see the Grim them? Reaper? That, that was weird. Yeah, real weird, wasn't it? Man, real glad yeah. nobody nobody else was hallucinating or nothing. That's kind of Wait, big. so so you didn't? The fuck are you talking about? We're all alive here, ain't we? My churro card exploded. I... <laughs> There's still blood on the ground. I mean, that kind of sounds what? like a personal problem. Look, don't worry about it, champ. You did your best out there, and you can do it again. Don't you worry. Now go ahead, Ted. Go get him. And little G chimes in and says, uh, who, who are you all talking to? That Are, are you tripping on ganja shrooms? What, what the hell? Wait, you could hear us talking to somebody? Yeah. Yeah, you were all talking oh. to, like, someone who wasn't there, and that was kind of weird. Well, gee, you sound, like, you sound like you aged 20 years. This is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, did I? Did... Oh, shit, I went too low for his voice. Hey, <laughs> sorry, you, you see some things in a riot, and, you know, that changes a man. Yeah. Makes you older and wiser, and I, I'm just happy to be here for this movement. All right, kid, uh, we're going to make a new rule. No smoking on the clock, okay? <laughs> why Why would I ever smoke? I, I, I don't know where that smoke's coming from. I want you all to make a perception check. <laughs> yeah, smoking's bad for you. And I light up a cigarette. <laughs> uh, that's a 23. Oh. Wow, that's a lot of perception. Ow, that's an 11. I'm not. Uh, 18. Alright, so uh, Ganja and Jenkins, you do see cigarette smoke, but it's not coming from anywhere near Lil G. It's coming from higher in the air. And when you turn to look higher in the air, you see a young man floating on a silver disc, and a humming noise can be heard from that disc. He's wearing a black robe, black slacks, and he has two shoulder holsters. Each one of them has a wand in it. And on the back of his robe, you see an image of a flying disc, or the same silver disc flying across a planet, and it kind of looks like a comet. And the young man has short, messy black hair, freckles, and his eyes are covered by a cloth mask. And the disc's starts descending towards the ground slowly. Who are you? Why are you so cool? Jeez. Uh, he does not respond. <laughs> but you can see like, as he gets closer, you can see that there's a blue light keeping his feet connected to the disc. And once he gets pretty low to the ground, the disc shakes, and he seems to, like, jump up and, like, wake up. Is he a silver surfer, Gary? You're legally required to be honest with me about this. He is not a silver surfer. Uh-huh. So He's a guy who surfs. He steps off of the disc, and uh, once he gets to the ground, he takes off the cloth mask and puts on a postal worker's hat, and the disc floats up and turns itself vertical, and lights on the front of the disc form a little cute face. Oh, God. 
He's the is world's this coolest the Grim man. Reaper? He's the world's coolest mailman. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> and he just yawns. Like, oh, you guys are like really hard to find. Are we? I mean, we've been here. No. Who? Uh, 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 when I got when I got the job, I was supposed to find you all in Ferris, and ne- ne- I've chased you all over. I- I've used locate person, but like ev- every every single description I got led me to a different Goliath or a different elf or a different whatever this guy is, and he points to Ganja. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. A robot. Uh, ro- yeah, a robot. And he pulls out a cigarette and lights it. Takes Is a drag. Is he smoking the first cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> Just no. puts it in the uh, other side of his mouth. <laughs> you, you see that the second cig- or the first cigarette is being uh, consumed by the disc. <laughs> he just gets cooler and cooler. I kind of like... like- I, I do that thing where it's like wagging my finger, but I'm wagging my cigarette at him, and I'm like, "Hey, don't you know smoking's bad for you?" And she takes a big pull. <laughs> yeah, she does. I mean, if you want to ash that, my my buddy here can take care of that for you. And the eyes like do the little anime thing on the uh, disc. Which anime uh, thing? Yeah, you have to nerf that one down. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. It's the uh, a lot of anime things. The almost triangle thing for both sides. I forgot what that symbol's called. The oo-woo. Just the, the like, up, the up carrot thing? Yes, that one. Okay. Uh, Nan's gonna go ahead and ash her cigarette just out of curiosity. And you hear a... And it just sucks up the ash. Ah, sweet. I like this place. They got the robot vacuums. I ain't even got to hire a maid or nothing. No, no, like it's it's a really cool uh, thing. Uh, we, we got the template from, well, my family got the template from. You ever hear the story about the heroes that saved us from the demon lord? This is one of the blueprints that they left behind. It's it's sweet, isn't it? Family's got a whole farm of them. Oh, like a fucking Roomba, or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what Roombas are. But you 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 know what a Roomba? Oh, sweet. Uh, well, my, in your world too. I mean, my family made them based on those sweet blueprints. Well, I mean, personally, I had like the Shock brand one, um, slightly less pricey. I felt like the Roomba was all about the name, and not worth the extra couple hundred bucks. So you know. I, I mean, they can be really temperamental sometimes. Yeah, I put little Google on mine. They just bounce all over the place when it runs into the couch. Has your family got anything to help with mortal wounds? Uh, Zuzu, you, you got anything? And he starts, like, looking through the dust compartment on his floating Roomba. Zuzu, the floating Roomba? Yes. I love, it. I love that name. And he pulls out some dust, then he pulls out some more dust, then he pulls out a couple gold coins, and then puts those gold coins back in. Hoping none of you saw that. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Zuzu just really loves tips and uh, debris. Debris. So I, I was supposed to give you all this letter. Uh, is one of you named Jenkins? Yeah, that's me. Okay, you're not allowed to read the Jenkins. <laughs> Amazing. Are you at least going to heal me? 
uh, coach, the little fairy, comes back. Around. He has another one! Um, he tosses you a little baseball full of uh, 2d6 helium. This time only for three. Though. Only for three? <laughs> only for three. How much is he dying? I just want to know so that he can stop. That, <laughs> that barely just got me back to half HP. Oh my god. <laughs> I was so close to death. You have we no idea. We were so idea. close, you guys. We were, <laughs> we were so close. close. Freedom. <laughs> I could have just pulled out my sword and just finished the job. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close. <laughs> next time. Next time. Let's see. Oh, Lord. Until a spell ends, I can heal uh, one plus my spell casting ability modifier so that's he can heal five times in total so you got three more and zuzu starts making angry eyes at the party why is he oh yeah sorry uh zuzu i i guess wants a tip because uh we 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 did a lot of traveling uh um, i'll be honest with you zuzu did most of the leg work i i kind of slept on the way I, I cast a locate person every now and then to, you know, is, pinpoint where you're... What does Zuzu want? Is he Zuzu, like, what, what do you want? And you just hear a... I ash my cigarette again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zuzu makes happy eyes, then makes angry eyes. And then happy eyes, then angry eyes. I take another you... dragon ash it again. I don't know what it wants. <laughs> does, does Zuzu like trash? I mean, I offer him Jenkins. He <laughs> <laughs> got him. And then Zuzu like starts bumping against Jenkins' coin purse, noticing that it's empty. I, I get. I guess Zuzu wants some gold or silver, copper coins, any any sort of coins, really. I mean, you you don't have oh, to. Okay. Yeah. No. I I I think Zuzu might be colorblind, so you can probably get away with like a cat <sighs> or something. Yeah, Byron will uh, sprinkle several coppers onto the ground. <laughs> and Zuzu happily vacuums up the copper. He'll also, uh, Byron will also just kind of like brush off uh, any cat hair from Neko that has accumulated on his person. Uh, and then uh, Ricky says, Oh yeah, this little guy was looking for you too. And uh, Ricky reaches into a bag on its side, or on his side, and pulls out Neko, and Neko is now wearing a nice suit. Where'd you, where'd you get the threads, bud? Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, part, part of the job was I'd take this, this little cat here, to, uh, I, I don't know if it's a fella or a lady, so th- this is weird. I, I didn't check because that'd be weird, but uh, it would be pretty invasive of Neko. Yeah, yeah, Neko. Neko, that's 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 the cat's name. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Speaks to me through images in my head. That's that's pretty sweet. Never met a cat that could do that. I I'm still like on the ground because Jenkins is a dramatic bitch. Um, can I see if it's a boy or girl? Does he have the trouble puffs? I'm the sorry. trouble puff what? is there. What is the trouble puff? That, that's what you call uh, <laughs> little kitty uh, nuts. It's the primordial oh. cat I, speak. I, it's, it's cat it's speak. Called... It's trouble puffs. It's. I thought you meant trouble mm. puff as in obscuring what uh, 
this cat is. No, like an unneutered male cat still has his trouble puffs. Oh, okay. They, <laughs> they take his trouble his, puffs when he gets neutered. His dingleberries. Excuse me? It's weird. You you can't tell what, what gender this cat is. Can't or won't? <laughs> can't. Well, we all see any trouble puffs, so... Uh, sorry, I misunderstood what trouble puff was. No, you you just can't. Like none of you can tell. It's it's a mystery to everyone for some reason. Hmm. Okay. I, well, yeah. I don't. I don't care. One way or another, Neko is just Neko. Byron is going to gently attempt to shield Neko's Schrodinger's trouble puffs from everyone's eyes. Okay. Well, now that just begs the question: what what it you know Neko's pronouns? Because I'm I ain't trying to be politically incorrect here. Just then call it, it Neko. The word Neko is just beamed into your head, Nana. Okay, well, if I need to use pronouns, I'll just go with they. Is that good? I'll I'll just use that. And for some reason, instead of beaming an image into your head, Neko nods. Okay, see, here we go. It wasn't that hot. And then there's an image beamed into your head of Neko doing a sweet kickflip while giving you a thumbs up. And instead of it being a skateboard this time, it's a Roomba. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, whatever the hell Neko is, I don't think we should tip Neko because Neko has done jack all to help me. Uh, Coach, little the little fairy creature, he comes up to you. Bro, sport you, little bit of a, of a path here. Don't worry, buddy, I got you. He's going to heal you again uh, for another six. And Neko beams an image into Jenkins' head, and it's just Neko wearing Joker makeup saying it's not about the money. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, good, because I think we should tip little baseball guy over here. Because screw you, Neko. I play this out because this is a fun voice I get to do, but I'm going to heal you twice now. Don't worry about it. Uh, so there's another six, and there's another uh, six. Uh, and he goes, God, uh, can't believe it. I think I'm a Mets fan now. <laughs> what are Mets? So, like, are, are y'all done with this song and dance? I I feel like I have other jobs I need to do, but... Eh. And he just shrugs. Can he stop being so fucking cool for a second? Because he's just so fucking cool. I love him. He should be a part of the party now. I'm just saying. Ricky pulls out another cigarette, and instead of lighting it with a lighter... <laughs> He, like, sparks a flame on his index finger and lights the cigarette that way. Congrats, you made him even cooler. Cool. <laughs> I don't like I don't like smoking, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> I kind of want a cigarette. Smoking's bad for ya. Ricky gives Jenkins a cigarette and lights it with his finger. <laughs> Can I uh, make a dex check to knock it out of Jenkins' mouth? <laughs> That's fine, go ahead. Uh, dex contest, uh... We'll do athletics versus athletics. Jenkins, if you want to do acrobatics instead of athletics, that's fine, too, because you are... I will do acrobatics. ...a dexterity class. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. I got a 25. Damn, 22. I said smoking's bad for you. Eh. Yeah, listen to the lady. (laughs) And I flick my cigarette butt at Azuzu. (laughs) (laughs) Zuzu hurriedly just, like, Sucks up that cigarette butt. 
Okay, but, like, is that thing, like, pretending to like doing that and not, because, like, that felt rude, but, like, he was seeming happy about it earlier? Like... I mean, that's, like, Zuzu's primary job, cleaning up trash and carrying me around. It just feels weird, because now I'm like, is he, like, a service worker? Because, you know, I don't disrespect service workers. Everybody starts from somewhere, and it's it's a good career path. There's always people needed there. I'm not trying to disrespect, you know? That's like tossing your change on the counter when a cashier asks for it. Nah. Look, look he I'll, likes it. I'll be honest with you. I, I was weirded out about it first, because I was like... Do I, do I just step on your face and you carry me around? I, I don't like that. I don't like that. And if you like that, that that that's on you. That that you do you. But I, I mean, he was kind of sitting on his face earlier. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh. Whoa, no, no. I I always stand when Zuzu flies me around. Like I I used to have this flying broom, but I couldn't sleep while I was flying it. But you know, once I realized it was cool to just sleep standing up on Zuzu, the world was my oyster. Do you know how much sleep you can get between jobs on Zuzu here? I imagine Wait, quite a, a bit. Lot? Is it a lot? But, oh, yeah. No, it's a lot. I'm, I'm sleeping like 14 hours a day now. Legit. Uh, the, the player, Andrew, not Jenkins, just wants to say, nice. <laughs> but yeah enough about me I feel like you all have something important to go do here I was sent to give you this letter these vouchers and Ricky pulls out uh, vouchers for each of you for Becky's boutique hey Becky and Ricky points to Neko and says uh, yeah Neko already used theirs I mean Look at this stylish cat. And Neko is like wearing a full suit. Not just a jacket, but like jacket, pants, spats, and a nice How little top hat. trying to look at his... I forget what they call Trouble Tuffs? I don't know. We'll, we'll cut <laughs> that out. Or <laughs> trouble Tuffs. We, we probably won't cut oh. that out. I, uh, I got a lot of editing to do. <laughs> but I should have mentioned that Neko was wearing pants earlier. And spats. No shoes, but spats. That's okay. There was little toe beans. Probably feel pretty, pretty bad about it. And if you unbutton Neko's jacket, you see that Neko is also wearing suspenders. Oh, I do like that. And Ricky says, yeah, no, I, I tried to convince Neko to go with the belt and suspenders, but Neko being an image in my head about how uh, you don't wear a belt with suspenders, I don't really know much about style, but I guess Neko hey. does. From what I've learned, Spenda's prime non-binary fashion. It's iconic. Just let them have what they want. <laughs> iconic non-binary fashion. <laughs> and Neko just nods again. So, when you open the letter, or do do you want to open the letter? I, I don't want to just be like, yeah, you guys are opening this letter right now. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah, ahead and open the letter because I'm taller than everyone, so I would have definitely grabbed it, especially if I saw Jenkins move even a little bit. <laughs> no, Jenkins is still being dramatic and acting like he is dying, even though he's now back above half HP. You just remove this nice blue wax seal from the letter. The uh, cardstock is very nice and it's all written in gold leaf and it's an invitation to the Fitzgerald Manor for dinner. Uh, 
And it just kind of says, show up whatever you can. I'll know you're here. I'd like to discuss matters about you all who have survived this Elliot Charles Wildlife Center incident. And I've also included <laughs> vouchers for you to uh, get nice clothing to attend dinner at my manor. And I just want everyone to roll a history check. I got a 23. Seven. A six. Six. Byron, you remember from uh, just your various encounters throughout the world and uh, the New Horizon Amusement Park. You remember hearing about two wealthy families, one being the Fitzgerald family, possibly the wealthiest family in the world. Mm-hmm. And the other being the Moriarty family that runs Moriarty Medical, Moriarty Mechanical, and Moriarty Market. Okay. So you know that Fitzgerald is probably one of the wealthiest people in the world. And with your 23, you also know that there isn't any mention of any other people in the family other than Maximilian Fitzgerald. And a further dig into the history check, uh, you were given a mission from the Thieves Guild involving Maximilian Fitzgerald. A mission that the rest of the party is not privy to, but... Mm-hmm. All right. A secret mission. Goose yes. Secret mission. <laughs> But the manor is located outside of Ferris, the capital of the Oglethorpe country, which is where you were before this uh, protest took place. And Becky's Boutique is located on one of the inner rings of Ferris. Mm, okay. So uh, th- this is your chance for you all to discuss your plan of action. and um, I guess. Shopping episode. I guess shopping. You, you got vouchers. If you're really going to twist our arm about it, I guess we'll have a little shopping montage. I mean, you you can also do other things right now if you want. Shopping montage. Shopping montage. Okay, shit. We have spoken. <laughs> like, you, you you don't want to make sure this city's good before you leave? Like, who, who are you going to Shopping montage. I believe there is a, uh, a famous phrase that goes along with what's been happening here. Um, with the riot calming down and everything that I believe accurately depicts how we feel about helping out with this city and the problems that it has. I believe that phrase is uh, fuck the police. Just gonna throw that out there. It kept, it kept. So, so, and you hear Ted say, so like, none of y'all wanna be in charge of the city? No, Ted, in fact, uh, you've been doing no, such a great no. job uh, with the churro card and everything. <laughs> I think we should, they should probably promote you to being in charge of the city. You're well, probably gee, ready. You, you yeah. agree with me, right? And just if he could wink, like with like real winking flesh. Uh, Little G like, is violently eyes. shaking his head. No. Yeah, yeah, he agrees. <laughs> See, he agrees. Look, I think you know we got things started here. Um, if I had more understanding of like laws and stuff like that, I I could help. You know, give me a few days to study. But in the meantime, I think the locals got this. Yeah. And Tiffany, the waitress, like staggers in. So so like y'all y'all want me to take over this free drink for everyone? <laughs> I'm gonna look around. Uh, where did my bears go? <laughs> Where are my bears, Gary? Oh, I, I'm I'm just here for the rally. I, I'm not actually from the city. Uh, if we're worried about the city, we could put Katsura in charge. 
Who the fuck is Katsura? Zerai. You know Zerai. I have no fucking idea who you're talking about right? ever. You fucking nuts. Yeah, Zerai. He's the one that did all of this. Coming in. We want to test the city to somebody who thinks that Jenkins is a savior. Yes, yeah, Well, no, I said idiots. locals. I didn't say idiots. <laughs> Oof. Ouch. Around the time, Dogwood like struts up to the party. Like, uh, so. I was literally about to ask where where those guys went. <laughs> so, what are y'all talking about? Um, um uh, clean up. Going to be in charge of the city after. Oh yeah, yeah, de- definitely not me. I I got some other irons in the fire right now. Uh, our, Jenkins is busy, so I don't think he can do it. Uh, Dandy is already hitting his third spliff of the day, so maybe not him. Fucking lightweight. Why? Yeah. Why? Why the hell not you, Zara? This whole operation was your idea. Uh, yeah, it was my idea, but I got other things to attend to. This this was just like step one of a process. Oh my god. Hey, a little. G- what, what about you? I mean. Running the city, that's no different than running a successful churro cotton business and everything. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm 12, but I, I can give it a shot. <laughs> All right, there we go, guys. Little G's in charge. the voice of a grown man, though. Little G. See, it's going to be fine. It'll be just like politics back where we are from. Kind of. Like and little G <laughs> just turns to the crowd and says, So, uh, little G in charge of your city, what, what do you think? I'm not an elf. I'm. Just a 12-year-old human boy, but I stand for health and equality. Hey, he ain't been, cor- <laughs> he ain't been corrupted yet by the establishment. Yeah, just I was green. looking forward to starting my whole glizzy cart that uh, me and God just spoke about. It was going to be raw dog glizzies, <laughs> but I guess I could throw that in the trash. <laughs> and fucking take over the city. Fucking raw dog glizzies. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm dying. laughs> Uh, oh, oh I, I I can do the raw dog glizzy thing and run this. Okay, okay. No, uh, we got a churro card. We got raw dog glizzies, and I'm running the city. You guys have. Nana walks away. Nana walks away. I can't see how this could get any better. I I think this is gonna work out great for you. And you, you see two banners unfurl over City Hall. One. Depicts like little G holding a churro into the sky, and the other depicts little G holding a glizzy in the opposite direction to the sky. So he had oh, these no. pre planned. This was his plan all along. <laughs> he knew. Damn, he, he long conned you. <laughs> uh, roll, roll an arcana check. Uh, I'd rather roll a robot tear check because he's so proud. Um, that's a. I'm rolling garbage tonight. That's an 18. Eighteen. Okay, these were prestidigitated <laughs> on the fly. Prestidigitated. Prestidigitated. <laughs> prestidigitate is a weird word. It's a hard word. It is. It's a tough word to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's but why I'm not even going to try to say it. Now the city's new flag is little G with a churro in one hand and a glizzy in the other and a radiant sun behind him. You will put a 12-year-old in charge of New Horizon, 
and he is running his glizzy cart and churro operation through the city, along with his item shop, where he doesn't know where the items are coming from. Guess what? They're coming from Eddie. But he doesn't know because he can't see Eddie. Oh. Huh. All the items come from Eddie? Yeah. He's just, Eddie's just dropping the items on the cart when he's not looking, and Eddie's just standing behind watching him sell the items. Uh-huh. So, um, Eddie cheated me out of what should have been what a legitimate disguise. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. I just wanted to be like, you know, look normal. In all fairness, Eddie gets those items from the, uh, bags of holding that were not claimed within a certain time frame. Um, that is where items come from. I still got cheated. <laughs> I still feel cheated. So we fast forward to all of you. Well, if you all want to... Sorry, I, I don't want to force your actions. If you all would <laughs> like to go to uh, Ferris and check out Becky's Boutique. Yeah, I was about to say, I was promised a shopping montage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. so we we're... We discussed shopping. Okay, so you all get to Becky's Boutique, and you see two familiar faces outside. It's your good friends, Dorian and Gar. And Gar's, like, tugging at the collar of this new school uniform. He It, it doesn't feel right to him. And Dorian's just trying to reassure him that it, it looks fine, it functions great. You know, you can't be bare-chested in the city at all times. Even if Bullshit. you are just a child. But, I mean, Gar's like 18 at this point. He's not a child, but kind of acts a man, like one. Man. Yeah, Gar, Gar's a man, but, you know, he's got to finish school that he never started. <laughs> long, long way to go. And you just hear Gar say, Gar fucking hate uniform. And Dorian's, Garnet Alexander Oglethorpe, where did you learn that link? And it's at this point where they run into the party and then Gar starts looking at the rest of you. And I just want you all to roll an insight check. Of course. And a strong three. Thank you. The streak continues with a seven. Uh, 21. I blanked. What were you rolling? 11. Uh, Ganja, you can tell that Gar is Happy to see you all, but now looking for a scapegoat for where he learned this language. And you hear Dorian say, Young Gar, we will not be going to the Quivering Tindy based on that language. Where did you learn it? Hey, yo, Dorian, what the fuck's happening? Hey! And Gar just points directly at Ganja. (laughs) Again, if he could wink, uh, his little red robot eye would be... Gar gives Ganja a thumbs up. Gar learned from this fucker. Hey, now, we only use that salty language when we're out at sea, okay? Remember those lessons that we very much had discussed for a very long time uh, and everything, okay? Yeah, but Gar fucking wants Indies. I get you. I understand. However, maybe, maybe just wait till you're at sea. Dorian, hey, good friend. Uh, he reaches in and does like the Mafia Don kiss and goes to the left shoulder, to the right shoulder uh, with the very robot. Mwah, mwah. Hey, how's it going? It's going fine. Uh, 
I guess raising Gar can be a challenge at times. Uh, there's still a lot of things Gar doesn't know. And you, you see Dory kind of shed a little tear. I just want Gar to be a fine young man when he... Well, he's already grown up, but, you know, he's fallen behind. Does Dorian know that we had the day where we all pretended to be Dorian? Uh, that actually takes place oh, probably about an hour from now. <laughs> In the future. Dang. All right. Actually, that episode takes place whenever. It's filler. It takes place all the time. <laughs> it's filler. Nothing matters. It takes place all at the same time and never. And uh, Dorian says, well, uh, Becky isn't in today, but you can still shop there and her, her attendants will help you out. They really look up to her. And I, sometimes I wish Gar would look up to me the way they look up to Becky. He's just at that age, you know, a couple of years from now, he'll look back on this time fondly. You know, that's that's the be- the good years, you know, when they're old enough to realize the mistakes. I've only known young Garnet for like a week and a half now, but he's made my life so much better. Well, if you think it'd be helpful, we can take Gar with us for a bit, give you a break and maybe get him some fucking tendies. Gar want tendies, but Gar like Big Brother Dorian more than Ken. Fair enough. And Dorian just kind of says, so, so Gar doesn't call you by your full name? Why would he? Gar is very formal. Well, as formal as Gar can be with me, but he called you Ken. Okay. I never uh, really told him my name, so I guess he just kind of heard the tail end from someone else. Uh, Gar, could could you please tell me her name? And he points to Nana. And Gar says, yeah, Dot. Okay, Gar, could you tell me his name? And he points to Byron. Ron. <laughs> Ron. <laughs> um, Ron. Okay, okay Gar, <laughs> what about him? And he points to, uh, Bennett and Gar says, Ben. Okay, what 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 about him, Gar? And he points to Ganja. Ja. Okay, Gar. Ja. And then uh, Dorian points to himself. Dorian. Well, well, Dorian. It sounds like you that you've been doing a lot of work in making sure that Gar refers to you in the way you want him to. I I don't know what this does with what this has to do with me though. I. I I really don't care what he calls me. He's so informal with all of you, but very formal with me at most times. Other than what he says, you know, that word. Maybe he respects you more? Maybe we don't have a stick up our ass? (laughs) Jenkins is spicy tonight. Yeah, man is gonna hide trying not to laugh. (laughs) And Dorian Ruff his temples and starts walking away with Gar. <laughs> so you're all outside of Becky's boutique now. So, like, how formal are we supposed to get? Because Neko is wearing basically a full suit and spats and shit. Like, are we supposed to get, like, business formal? Or is this just, like, formal? Formal. Neko chose that on their own, but the invitation does say formal. Okay. Um, 
Is there clothing in there for Goliaths and Halfling? Because <laughs> you got Nana and Bennett. Uh, there's clothing for all types here. And if there's not clothing for your type, they can make the clothing for your type. That is just the seamstress that Becky is, and she has trained her employees to put that same care into their work. Now, now, so NPC NPC Becky is uh, what? What is NPC Becky's appearance? Uh, NPC Becky is not in today. Okay, perfect. Uh, I I'm going to immediately start looking for um, a a kind. What's it called? It's not like the formal version, but it's like a kimono. Um, oh. Uh, is it Hakama? Uh, a yukata. Yeah, that's it. Yukata. Yukata. Yeah. I'm going to start looking for a white yukata. Oh my gosh, are we still on this? For Jenkins, yep. he hasn't changed? Yep. Did you think Jenkins was going to change? You think a couple bolts to the chest would change it? Well, no, I just thought that maybe he'd, you know, shifted to a different universe by now. <laughs> We're still on this one. No, no, Anime he, all still... within the same universe. Yeah, he is still convinced that he's Gintoki Jenkins. Uh, you don't see a white Yukata, but one of the staff members comes up to you and says, Oh, yes, sir. Is there anything I can help you with? Uh, yes, I'm actually looking for a white Yukata. Yukata. Uh, yeah. Could you describe of... the garment to me? You know, like a yukata. <laughs> yukata. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> nice. nice. I'm glad you went there. Done, done it. Uh, well, you know, it's kind of like a um, uh, like an Asian robe. Asian. Pure. That makes no sense because that wasn't spelled out. It was just said. Asian. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I am just being an ass at this point. Can you just give me a brief description with words that make sense and I will try to sketch it. Um, okay. Uh, I can't think of like a good, I'm like, I'm really bad. Like player me is really bad at like just giving out descriptions uh, when it comes down to like the like actual details. So if you will allow me, I am just going to say that Jenkins breaks down in detail what Gintoki's uh, Yukata looks like from the show Gintama, where it's mostly white, but he wears it half off, so he has like the black undershirt under it. And he turns the sketch around and shows you, and it is spot on exactly to what you said, and he even gave you some, you know, nice muscles there in the picture. Perfect. Oh. Finally, someone's able to capture my image. We can get that to you in a day. And what are the rest of you looking for? Byron's going to go for a, a, a suit that is a, a human version size of what, of what Neko has, so that they'll be match, matchy bros. Mm -hmm. Nana is going to ask for the same, but slightly more feminine. <laughs> <laughs> Just small, medium, and large uh, versions I, of yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like the safe bet would be the same for Bennett, but, you know, more masculine. We'll ask Bennett what he wants <laughs> before the next episode, and he can describe okay. what he's wearing at the beginning of that episode. But uh, the employee draws a sketch for Bennett, or Byron, turns it around and shows him, and 
Byron looks quite dapper, and he even added a little monocle for Byron. Then uh, draws one for Nana, turns it around, and it accentuates her curves and has nice little shoulder pads in it, too. Not like 80 shoulder pads, but, you know, those shoulder pads (laughs) that give that, that, you know, powerful boss bitch look. Oh, the structure. I like it. Yes. And for use. Of course. Um, Well, I'm used to being in these nice uh, formal functions and everything back from where I'm from and everything. Uh, I, I think I got a, I think I got a good look here. Uh, and he uh, takes his robot hand and he sketches a very nice uh, three-piece suit uh, and everything and says, I think, uh, I think this will do quite nicely. And he looks at the image and says, we could do more dapper if you'd like. I mean, so long as you make the face look good is there, is all because that's the money maker. The suit is supposed to be nice, but the the face is your face, so I can't really do anything with that. But what if we gave your suit tails? Okay, um, or how about uh, like pack A? Yeah, I'm. We could probably sew like a sock into. The crotch and you know, there we go. You know, there we go. That power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, oh no. Oh, okay. So, so you're looking for the uh Christopher special. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, a wink, a wink. And you look at his name tag and it says Christopher. And you look down and you see that he also has just <laughs> this huge sock sewn into. Now that's what I call power right there, right. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel better than holding a sword. Quite. Especially when you're a robot that, you know... You know, let's not talk about that. That's a little bit of an uncomfortable thing. No, 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 I, I, I get it, penis envy. Literal penis envy, because I, I'm... <laughs> I'm a robot. Yeah, no, I no you, you don't... Yeah, no, I get it. You, you don't have one, and you I, wish you had one. No, no, we get a lot of Warforged clients in that, you know, they want the Christopher special. Sometimes they're like, hey, can you sew it in, like, all the way down to my knee? Whoa, hey, now, you... that's, that's a little much. Oh, oh. Okay, so mid, mid-thigh. With Warforged discovering their sexuality. <laughs> so, so we're thinking mid-thigh here? Uh, what? No, just like, uh, like a cod. Okay, to the left or the, to the right? No, straight forward. Straight straight okay, that, that that's a little unconventional. I, uh, I I don't think most uh, humans actually dress to the front or elves. Some dwarves do. That's weird, but I'm not judging dwarves. I understand. I understand, but this is... <laughs> he points to Byron and says, I mean, th- this guy looks like he dresses to the right. I refuse to comment. In or out of character. We we get the uh, the Henry VIII vibe that we're going for, right? Oh oh, do you want like a frilly neck piece? Well, obviously. Yeah no no. Uh, you said Henry VIII, and I had the honor of doing the suit of one of the great heroes that saved. Uh, they mentioned a Henry VIII. I didn't know who that was, and then they spoke about the frilly neck piece. And, and also, I get it. and also the frilly cod pieces you always had in the odd pieces. Yeah. Big old frilly yeah. yeah, no, no, I, I believe this guy was a bard. 
also spoke a lot about William sleeves. Mm. Oh, sorry. He called them Willie sleeves. We called them William sleeves. You know, have some class here. Have some class. Right? Have some dignity. Exactly. Okay. So, does anyone else have anything they want to add to their suit here? Are we done? I mean, I can get to you in a day. I mean, Becky, she could probably get around time to you in about an hour, but she's not in today. Sounds great. All right. Just uh, meet me back here tomorrow. And what are you doing now? I'm going to go find a way to sneak to Gar. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. We all know Gar's earned those tendies. Mm -hmm. He He deserves those tendies. Damn tendies. Shit. All right. So it's about four o'clock. Just roll a wild luck check for me. The fuck does that mean? Just a d20. I don't know why I said wild. Just just roll. (laughs) You want to guess what I should fucking roll? (laughs) Maybe I handed off the tendies to Bennett because he's. Why do I keep. What what did you roll? What did you roll so I can tell you? What the fuck do you think I rolled? It's a one. So, uh, you see a soccer practice going on at a local school. And you go around the back of the building and you see a kid who looks like Gar. Oh, fuck. And then you also see three kids in wizard robes, like, surround this kid. And they start shoving him with mage hands. Oh, no. Oh, that's not great. (laughs) What do you think you're doing here, kid? He's getting picked on by nerds. Look, look at this nerd. This nerd doesn't this even know magic. The world. And, and there's, they're just shoving him with mage hand, and one of them uses levitate, and another uses telekinesis to just dunk this kid in the trash. Oh. All right, let's go, bros. This, this kid doesn't know any magic. Look at this loser. Look at this nerd. And then another one just knocks the trash can over as they walk away. Ugh. Was anyone joining me on my tendy escapade, or was I by myself? Uh... uh... I think, yeah, I think everybody would. Blair me wants to join you on the Tindy escapade, but Jenkins, Jenkins gets the feeling that you might hurt him. Uh, I think Nana might have dragged him just to keep him from fucking up shit, though. Now, if you drag him, that'll be all right. And yeah, but he it, probably got dragged just to keep him. Out and of he's trouble. he likes the idea of sneaking Tindies to Gar because Jenkins doesn't like Darian. Dorian? Dorian. 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 That's right. Alright, so what are you all doing? There's this kid in a trash can that looks like Gar, and the trash can's knocked over with the kid inside. Wait, is it Gar? Only one way to find out. Like, looking at him, was it Gar? I mean, you're kind of far away at the moment. You, You want to approach? Yeah. Wait. Is there, like, a gator on the school? Are we going to get in trouble for being on school grounds? There's not a gate, but you don't know if you'll get in trouble. Oh. Mm. All right. Well, fuck it. I guess we'll, we'll go try to pull Gar out of the trash can. Um, I'm going to go pull Gar out of the trash can, and uh, I'm going to hand one of my hand axes to Byron and say... Is there a good way for you to use your magic shit and, like, not fuck them up because the kids, but, like, maybe scare them real good? Because they're kind of assholes and they just... Actually, yes. <laughs> I, have a, I have a magic spell for this. Before we get to that, as you're helping this kid out of the trash can, you just hear, 
Gee, thanks, ma'am. Ah, oh, goddammit, it ain't. Oh, who are you? My name's Charles. I'm kind of dusting him off a little bit from all the trash and shit. All right, Charles. I can't learn magic, so the mage kids pick on me. They they come over to our school and they pick on us because we can't learn magic, and they call us nerds because we... I'm going to crouch down, eye level, you know, Goliath style. Say, all right, Charles. I ain't too sure about the rules of your school here and stuff, but um, what do you want us to do about those kids? Because they're kind of assholes and they kind of have, you know, whatever's coming to them. They kind of deserve it. Also, have you stopped to think about maybe they're the fucking nerds with all the nerdy, obsessed with magic bullshit? Because they sound like a bunch of fucking nerds. And I look at Byron. No offense. Wait, Ned, do you think I'm a nerd, Nana? I mean, not everybody that does magic is a nerd, but I'm just saying those kids look like some fucking nerds. I'm going to do the best impression that I can of how I am imagining Jenkins laughing to this, which is... (laughs) 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 Jenkins bleed to death or something. Why? I'm a nerd. Hey, hey, Jenkins, I actually got a job for you. Can you, like, use your bow and arrows and shit? Can you just, like, shoot him in, like, the toe? Is that something you can do? Or are you useless at that, too? Wait, who am I shooting? One of the fucking nerds! Who the fuck you think we're talking about here? Alright, can I see the nerds currently? Uh, they're... (laughs) They're walking away from the school right now, like, high-fiving each other. Uh, you see... Um, like using a mage hand to poke a hole in a tankard and shotgun it, and the other two are cigarettes as they walk away. All right, cool. Um, I am going to just pull out my bow and I am going to be firing a shot. Well, wait, no, because even with one of my perks, I, I can I can actually fire two shots. So I'm going to fire a shot at both of them, and I am aiming center mass. I am aiming to kill. I said their toe. I was so specific. You were specific. Does that mean Jenkins actually paid attention and listened? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Please continue to torture Gary. Ooh. Do you want me to fire? Uh, do you want me to roll attacks? Roll the two attacks. <laughs> I should feel way worse for what I've started. Okay, first one is a 17. <laughs> no. uh, the second one's a 13. What? And, like, as the arrows hit, you notice they bounce off this magical field. And these kids knew what they were doing when they walked into the school full of people that were probably physically stronger than them. They cast magical armor on themselves. Yeah. And... Uh, as soon as the shots, uh, like, even when the, with them bouncing, I, I'm going to look over at Nana and say, All right, I shot him. You happy? <laughs> you kind of fucked that up. You weren't even... Why did you try to shoot him, like, in the chest? You fucking... The children. Wait, I'm confused. You wanted me to shoot them. Byron, can you just make it look like they shit themselves or something? And Charles looks at you all and says, I should probably call the Royal Guard. Yeah. That guy just tried to kill some kids. I mean, it didn't yeah, work. Um, 
It didn't work, but that guy should be dealt with. Uh, Jenkins is going to pull out one of uh, is going to pull out his short swords, and he's going to point one of them at Charles' neck. And he goes, mm, "You still feel confident about giving them a call?" No, no, no. Nana is going to push the sword down, pull out a tendy, and hand it to Charles. We're going to be on our way. You ain't the kid we were looking for. We we are actually here looking for uh, Gar. You know who Gar is? Uh, the, the kid that can't speak very well? Yeah, we were literally just here to give him some tendies. I mean, yeah, yeah, Gar's pretty solid. He He's looked out for me. Uh, it, it's a shame he... No, no, he couldn't be here today. Apparently, he's grounded. From school? From from extracurricular activities. We usually uh, hang out when he's done with soccer practice, and... Are we going to make... Are we going to ignore the fact that this kid just threatened me? Yes, we oh, are. We all threaten you. Somebody. I actually take action on it, so uh, this kid's already doing better than everyone else you know. Uh, I guess Gar hit- said the fuck word or something, and his big brother was like, no, you can't do soccer practice today. <laughs> no quivering, Tindy. Fuck it. Does sound like Gar. Well, right, Charles, here's, here's two Tindies for you. Um, you ain't gonna call no one, and um, I'm gonna smack uh, Jenkins upside the back uh, of the head. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I won't call anyone if, and he leans in real close to the party. You let me punch him, and he points to Jenkins <laughs> in the nuts. Um, I would like um, to um, grapple um, Jenkins. Um. Grapple check. Do I need to do a grapple check? Uh, yeah, grapple check. Uh, right, how, how, how are we rolling this? How, how do we want to roll this? Uh, <laughs> is it athletics versus cool. acrobatics again? Because I don't think that's going to go well. Um, it's athletics versus ath- uh, athletics or acrobatics, but I just got a natural 20 for a 27. <laughs> well, she wins that. <laughs> I got you, bud. <laughs> right in the bangers and mash. I I rolled for posterity, just but you know she wins. <laughs> and you see this kid wide up. He is winding and draws his fist back. And, and as he draws his fist back, he looks at Jenkins, and then shakes his head no, and then like walks in the opposite direction about five feet, and then gets a running start. <laughs> Oh, I, Nana looks excited. Just a little bit. And you see this kid pumping his arms and legs, and he is just (laughs) running as hard as he can, feet pounding the ground. And instead of, like, running into the punch, he jumps and throws all of his body weight into this punch, right into Jenkins' nards. The only good rolls I have gotten this entire night have been to fuck with Jenkins, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Jenkins, I want you to roll a D10 for me. <laughs> roll a D10 Death for me. Saving throw. <laughs> Nut save. Uh, I rolled the wrong dice. Ah. Okay. All right. I rolled a two. So, like he he kind of glances one as he goes in for the punch. <laughs> Just it it's not enough to like cause any real damage to your nards. 
but you, you know when you get that slight nut tap and you're like no i'm good i'm good and you take two steps and you just kind of buckle for a good. second you're like okay yeah no i'm not good but that was not as bad as it could be uh, can't relate <laughs> as he connects <laughs> uh ganja's gonna cast druidcraft to make the smell of a stunk just to just to add a little bit of uh, insult to injury then now, if you had rolled above a five, it would have been like one of those solid connections, and you would have tooted a little. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so, and it's just going to be a, just a nice little. Oh my god! And then just wallow in my suffering. Nana is disappointed that this guy. Aired. God, I have another NPC to add to the NPC list now. <laughs> because I feel, Charles feel like the Charles Nard is gonna be a, <laughs> Charles is going to be a favorite now. He got to punch Jenkins and the Nards. Beautiful. We fast forward to the next day. You get your suits. And you follow the directions on the invitation. You get to a large manor surrounded by a gate. Uh, probably about a mile outside of uh, Ferris. You open the gate. And you just walk down this long path, and there are trees lining this path, and you see this big, swanky, elaborate mansion in front of you. And that's where we'll end. Literally, my only good roles were to fuck with Jenkins. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> Ooh, we can all rest, though, I guess. If you had rolled well on that log check, you would never have met Charles. You would have found... Gar and giving him those tendies. <laughs> but literally natural one. The dice tell a story, and that was a great story. Yeah. <laughs> the story of the Nard. I'm just upset I didn't get to kill some school kids. I why? <laughs> like that's <laughs> and that's not even like the Jenkins being upset. That is that is me being a little tilted of just like ah excellent a, a chance to mishear instruction. And be a gremlin, and it's like kill these fucking kids. FBI, we, he does not mean that. FBI, just so you're aware, <laughs> he does not mean that. Probably, right. bitch. So Andrew, let us put that sweet, sweet outro. So, as far as with this episode, we want to thank you so much for listening. If you liked it, please consider liking, um, liking, subscribing, all that jazz. Uh, you can also reach out to us at critsandgrits at gmail that's crits, the letter N, grits, at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media like Facebook and Twitter. And we would also like to give a special shout-out for the people who have already helped us so much. Uh, and for tonight, if you liked uh, Becky being in there, you can check out Becky on twitch.tv forward slash sugarpuns. That's sugarpuns at twitch.tv. You can also check out our good friend Jess at twitch.tv forward slash Jess Panda, as well as Momocon social media. Our favorite DM who slides in to help is Kyler, who you can follow at Fishing After Five on YouTube. And our other good friends, uh, Jay, our favorite narrator, who you can follow at Rush918 at twitch.tv forward or twitch.tv forward slash Rush918. And our, his good friend, Ducky Please. That's Ducky Please. Twitch.tv forward slash Ducky Please. And 
Then a special shout out to one of our earliest adopters of helping us out, our good friend Tithus, who you can follow at, tith- at twitch.tv forward slash Tithus. And you had a message for us with concerning Tithus? Uh, yes, Tithus has started his own uh, podcast with a few of his twi- our streaming friends. It is Technicolor Trainwreck. It's available on Spotify now. I will be in an upcoming episode discussing anime, so there's that. And one more announcement. Uh, Starting next week, we're going to be taking about a five-week break from the regular stories of Crits and Grits to do our holiday miniseries. So you'll get to see some Crits and Grits characters come together. I'm not going to give away the plot yet, but you'll get to see characters from various Crits and Grits uh, series. So uh anyone want to say who they're playing or do we want to keep that secret i'm going to keep mine under wraps solely because i haven't decided yet and (laughs) i'm just going to pretend like it's a big secret (laughs) nailed it uh i'm going to be playing snick snack the kobold and snick snack is from the city that never sleeps I don't think I ever. He's a kobold that never sleeps. I don't think I ever played with you in the city that never sleeps. That's. I never met Snick Snack. Yeah, I think that was on one of the nights that uh, he filled in for you. Actually, that would have been so cool. <laughs> uh, I'm playing uh, Leo, or sorry, Lyo. Uh, he used to be called Leon. Uh, we'll get to that in in the episode. Uh, he was from. Our, uh, our one shot where Gary played uh, a Warforged with dog inside, which was the greatest reveal ever. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be Nana because holidays, Nana. It's not a holiday without your favorite grandmother. Exactly. <laughs> and, right, and Jeff will be doing something unconventional, but still technically part of the universe. And with that, we will bid you an adieu. Thank you again for listening. And now, my good friends, give a nice jumbled farewell. Jumbled farewell. Farewell. Bye, y'all. Yeah, jumble that all up in post. That was good.